0: Welcome to Time Personified. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. I'm an astrologer and this is a podcast about astrology. And today is the spring equinox. Well, the day this episode is being released is the spring equinox. And I wanted to offer a podcast episode with my interpretation of the significance of this moment and some things that I'm reflecting on and practicing on the spring equinox and maybe give you some ideas of what this day might mean to you and what you might do to honor and mark this point in the wheel of the year. I don't intend for this to be like a super long episode. We'll see what ends up happening because I like talk a lot Um, but one thing that I would like to do on this podcast and I've done it a bit in the past but I would like to really focus on doing more of this in the future is to put offerings out there by offerings I mean podcast episodes out there to recognize significant points in the solar cycle I love the solar, I mean, I'm, I'm an astrologer, so like I love every cycle, um, but I really enjoy working with the solar cycle um, and marking the equinoxes equinoxes and the solstices, and then there's also days that mark the in-between point, like there's a day between, there's like a uh, a threshold between, for example, the spring equinox and the summer solstice, and there's a, a, a threshold between the summer solstice and the fall equinox. And I really love working with these days, these holidays, these you know ritualistic celebrations because they are really great examples of how astrology can help us connect directly to the Earth because the lunar cycle is a little bit easier to see because you can see the moon actually changing phases in the sky. But when you get further out into the solar system, when you get into the Mercury Cycle, the Venus Cycle, the Mars Cycle, these are incredible to work with and if you have a working relationship with the sky you can see the planets changing position and changing brightness. But the solar cycle is something that we really can't escape from. If you live happen to live somewhere on the earth that has seasons, then you can't miss that transition between winter and spring or that transition into fall. Like you see the earth changing in response to a planet. Um, and in astrology, every, object in the sky is is a planet. The sun is a luminary planet because planet is actually a Greek word that means wandering body Um, So everything is a planet. So yes, I would like to commit to paying more attention to the solar cycle on this podcast And in this moment as the Sun shifts into Aries on the northern hemisphere because I live I'm from the northern hemisphere so my perspective is from the northern hemisphere So we are seeing things come back to life um, and transition from winter to spring. Um, If you are in the southern hemisphere then you're seeing the transition into fall or autumn. And that transition from winter to spring that I'm experiencing and that many of you are experiencing, this is probably the most dramatic shift in the solar cycle because it's when the earth is just flooded with this new energy and new life. And Aries season might be a time. Um, Now, everybody develops their own relationship with the solar cycle. And over time, you'll develop your own practices on how you mark points in the solar cycle. But it it might be, the spring spring equinox might be a time when you feel like initiating new things. astrology comes from agricultural societies the astrology that i practice and actually most forms of astrology out there they come from from farmers and people who had to work with the earth in order to take care of themselves so the spring was the time when they would plant their crops plant seeds and then the summertime the end of summer and fall or autumn is when they would harvest the things that they plant in the spring so spring is a time where you begin the work of planting your seeds so that you have a good harvest and you can rest in the winter or you know in the winter time if you actually work with the earth you can't plant any seeds or harvest anything in the winter Um, so that's kind of the relationship that I have with the spring equinox. Now, I am not a farmer, um, <laughs> I never have been, but I like to, I like to plant sort of metaphorical seeds during the spring equinox. Um, I I set intentions for the things that I would like to create in my business between now and fall. Things that I'd like to create in my personal life. And I set those intentions. And then throughout the spring and summer, I nurture those intentions. I I take care of the seeds that I planted and I watch them grow. And I watch how sometimes uh, an intention that I set in the spring might take a different form than I was picturing. And that's, you know, the way life works and that's great. Um, and so, yeah, right now is a time when you might feel called to initiate new things and plant some seeds that you can harvest later in the year. And we'll talk about that some more um, later in the episode, but I'd like to talk about some of the uh, significance that indigenous European cultures put on the spring equinox. Um, I'm focusing on like old Germanic cultures because in the like pagan will of the year that a lot of people follow, this day is called Ostera. The spring equinox is called Ostera. Um, and it's named after a Germanic goddess. I don't really know how to pronounce her name, so uh, sorry, I just don't. Um, so I'm just gonna call her Ostera. That's kind of like close to what her name actually is. Um, but the goddess Ostera, she, the story goes that she finds a bird with their wings just like completely frozen. So they can't, the bird can't fly. The bird is like in distress and trouble. So Estera um, saves the bird by turning her into a rabbit. And so the bird is transformed into a rabbit and she retains some of her bird-like characteristics like the ability to lay eggs. So the symbolism of the spring equinox um, coming from like old indigenous pagan traditions is a rabbit who lays eggs. And that is something that might be really familiar to you living in a modern Western or even non-Western society. It's, it's the Easter bunny. Um, it's really funny how the holidays that we celebrate nowadays, particularly like those of you that follow like either a Jewish or Christian um, religion or just celebrate those holidays, like these holidays often have really cool pagan roots. And I love tracing those back and kind of understanding where those traditions come from. And in pagan tradition, the rabbit is a a symbol of fertility and abundance. And the egg is a symbol of new beginnings. And that story kind of combines those two um, symbols that go along with the spring equinox. And I I find it interesting too that the the Christian holiday Easter, um, you can see there's spring and new life sort of symbolism there too because of the resurrection of Jesus, which fits into the themes of like coming back to life, just as the earth is coming back to life after the winter time. And now we live in a very highly consumer-based society. So the unfortunate thing is that a lot of holidays have been turned into just reasons for companies to get us to spend money. Um, It's actually a little bit disgusting sometimes how Christmas and Halloween and Easter have turned into these just like frenzies of consumerism um, and we're constantly pressured to spend money on these holidays. But I want to set the intention for my podcast in the year ahead to kind of offer a contemplation on each of these eight pagan holidays on the wheel of the year, because I want to help you connect to the original, ritualistic, indigenous roots of these holidays that we still celebrate, because there's a lot of power in these thresholds. And what I really want to emphasize is that there is never any need to spend money (laughs) like we're we are kind of wired to feel pressure to spend money when we are going through these thresholds because that's kind of like capitalist consumerist uh, programming basically just like how we feel like we have to buy everybody presents on Christmas um, or on their birthday or it's funny watching um, my mom I'm at home in Ohio right now and my mom has a lot of friends who are having babies, and I'm constantly seeing her feeling pressure and feeling like she has to like buy well even she has to buy presents for all of her friends who are having babies because we have baby showers. And you know, some of that is that's nice because you know you're coming together as a community and you're showing somebody that you love them on their birthday or if they're going through like a major threshold in life, but it can be a lot. Um, and it's really sad how we're just constantly feeling like we have to spend money in order to participate in very natural human things of, you know, recognizing changes in seasons, both in nature and in our own lives. Um, so yeah, I'll just step down from my soapbox for the moment. Um, and yeah, there's just power in these thresholds. and in order to access that power, you never have to spend money. Reflection, celebration, ritual, community, these things should be free. And if you ever feel the, the call to buy something or spend money, that's fine if it's something that like genuinely is in your heart, but um, you should never feel like you have to consume on these days, um, because that's at their root, not what these days are really about. So with that being said, um, here are a few suggestions of how you can celebrate Astara or the spring equinox, whatever you want to call it, um, without spending any money. You could plant a seed. Um, Nature produces seeds. And I'm sure if you looked hard enough, you can find a seed Even if you like buy groceries and you have like fruits or vegetables and you can find a seed in your groceries, like um, if you have an apple, for example, pull an apple seed out of the core or a watermelon, just the act of planting a seed um, is a way to sort of connect to this spring energy of initiating a new life. Uh, You can plant seeds in your garden if you happen to have the space for a garden or you can just plant one in a pot. And see if you can get that seed to germinate and grow. Um, If that seems a little bit daunting to you, then that's okay. You don't even have to do that. You could get up before the sunrise um, over the next couple of days and meditate on the sunrise. Aries season, which the spring equinox initiates Aries season. Aries is connected to the sunrise. And you can feel into that energy of a new day beginning and the lightness coming back. After being in the darkness of winter for the dark half of the year, you could go on a hike. And while you're on that hike, you can try to spot animals that are coming out of their hibernation. I think it's in some parts of the world, it's a tradition on the spring equinox for people to go out and actually try to spot rabbits coming out of their burrows um, after their hibernation. If you live in a part of the world where there are rabbits or little woodland creatures, that might be a fun thing to do. Or you can just note the signs of life coming back on the trees. Maybe if you look closely at the trees, you can see the little buds um, for the trees that are about to flower. Um, Or another thing you can do on the spring equinox A few days before, a few days after, is you can reflect on your goals and intentions for the year ahead. And now I'd like to make a note on setting intentions because we're living in a very unique time. Um, If I had a dollar for like every time a podcaster said that since the beginning of COVID, then um, I probably have a lot of dollars. But we are living through unique times right now. And as we're going into the spring of 2021, we're coming out of, well, still not, we're not coming out of, we're still going through and processing a lot of collective trauma that has been uh, COVID um, and all of the things that have come out of COVID. And there is a lot to process um, still. And we're not even done going through COVID. We're still right. We're still very much in the thick of it um, and there's not really any indication of exactly when this is going to end so if you feel called to reflect on goals and intentions think about things that you want to create that's great go for it um, but don't feel like you have to because I think goal setting nowadays looks a little bit different than it did in the past um, I would invite you to be kind to yourself on this day and every day to always be kind to yourself because you might not be in a place where you're like, oh, I want to start a new business or, oh, I want to do this huge new project or, oh, I want to make this massive lifestyle change. That might not be where you are at the moment and that is 100% okay. Um, Maybe your intention can be related to furthering your education, working on your self-love or self-care or cultivating a deeper relationship with the earth, with your pets, with people that fill you um, and make you feel loved in your life, Um, I'll share one of my intentions personally in 2021 is decolonizing myself. And this is actually, it means a couple of things. First of all, it means unlearning and dismantling systems of oppression that I embody as a white person, like white supremacy um, and just the white colonization mindset. Like I, because I am a white person of European descent living in the United States, there's a lot of things that I benefit from that harmed other people. So it's dismantling that within myself. Um, And decolonization also is learning how to let go of some of my rigidity, um, some of my structure that is harmful to me. So let me kind of elaborate on that. Structure is a very big part of my life. I've always been a very self-disciplined person. I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. Um, I am self-employed. I've been self-employed for many years. So many years, that sounds like, I've been self-employed for like three years. That's, it it sounded like I was going towards like a decade or something when I say many years. I've been self-employed for about three years. So I've always had a really strong connection to my daily routine. I've always been an early riser and I've had a very structured daily routine. And what I've been discovering lately is that is causing a lot of stress in my life and it's fueling a lot of negative self-talk and a lot of unrealistic expectations that i'm holding myself to so i want to learn how to listen to the needs of my own body and structure my life in a way that supports my energy and not like just creating a mold of like this ideal vision of how i'm going to like live my every day and then try to and basically exhaust myself trying to fit into that mold. Part of colonization is that we force ourselves to live by the rhythm of industry instead of the rhythm of nature. Since the Industrial Revolution and the invention of artificial light, humans have just been chronically sleep-deprived, basically. We were built, our bodies were built to live in alignment with the sun, which is another reason as an astrologer I find working with the solar cycle to be very important because the sun is the most powerful force in your life because it is the source of all of your energy and life. So this means when you're living in alignment with the sun the ideal which again like we don't want to fall into the the same like pattern of forcing ourselves to fit into this like perfect ideal. But just so you know kind of what we're aiming at, the ideal um, in terms of working with the sun means you wake up around sunrise and then you go to sleep around sunset. Or you at least wind down after the sun has gone down. Um, And that means that we sleep more and we rest more in the winter months and we might be more active in the spring and summer months. And now I know there's different levels of privilege. There's people that have different responsibilities. I'm lucky enough to be completely self-employed. So my intention for 2021 is to just get better at living in alignment with these cycles because I find that to be a very significant factor in my own physical and mental health. And that's also something I like to sort of encourage. You know, I mean, as a an astrologer, as a podcaster, I never want to like tell anyone what to do because I don't know anyone's life. But one of the things that I really like to encourage listeners of my podcast, people who care what I have to say, um, I like to encourage to live more in alignment with nature, however that might be able to show up in your life. So that's something to think about, and that might be something you reflect on as you're setting your own intentions for the next several months of life. And the last thing that I kind of want to offer you in this podcast episode And I'm only like 20 minutes in, so this looks like it's going to be a nice short episode, which that's good. Um, I didn't really want this to be long for you because you're, for you as the listener, because I would prefer that you get outside and start enjoying nature instead of listening to me talk and talk and talk. And then also, I don't really want to edit that much because I want to go outside and enjoy nature and enjoy the spring coming back after this very, very long winter we've endured here in Ohio, but I would like to talk a bit about the astrology that is coming our way over the next, like, week. Um, I want to focus on this dance that Venus and Chiron are doing, kind of towards the end of March. Um, I'll be checking in with you guys again on the podcast on the new moon in Aries on April 12th. So between now and then, here's the energy that I find to be significant and that I'm going to be watching. So tomorrow, March 21st, Venus is going to enter Aries and Venus in Aries, the way I interpret this is Venus is love and values and Aries is the self. So I interpret Venus in Aries as learning how to cultivate a loving relationship with the self and valuing the self. So as we begin Aries season, it might be useful to pull out a journal, write down some things that you love about yourself, some things that you can do for yourself to make yourself feel loved. Um, That might be a good practice as Venus enters Aries tomorrow. On March 26th, this is the more significant day. Of the next couple of weeks. It's when Venus makes a conjunction with the Sun. So, this is actually a moment where the current Venus cycle that we're in, Venus has 18 month cycles. Um, So, the current cycle is coming into fullness on March 26th. And this cycle that we're kind of in the middle of at the moment, it began early June with Venus in Gemini. Um, The North Node also moved into Gemini last year. So a lot of themes were initiated last year related to Gemini. Gemini is the neighborhood, it is communication, it is language. Gemini teaches us about embracing duality within ourselves and integrating all the different selves that we have. So think back to June of last year, think about where you are now. And think about what that journey has been for you so far. What have you learned about self-love? What have you learned between June of last year and March 2021? Um, I really feel called to the theme of self-love at the moment. I think that COVID brought a lot of lessons about self-love because a lot of people were isolated due to covid which by the way is terrible. I'm not going to pretend like being isolated is like this beneficial thing. Um it might be, but also it probably just sucks because we weren't wired to be isolated. Humans were literally not wired for that. Um so uh, if you have been isolated, like my heart goes out to you and I hope you're doing okay because of isolation, because of anything that covid really brought into our life. Self-care may have been, we may have required more self-care than we normally do because of the added stress that the pandemic brought into our lives. So I would invite you to reflect on what the last year, um, basically June of last year to March of this year, what, ha- what lessons have come up about the relationship you have with yourself and the love that you have And the compassion that you have for yourself. And then March 28th is a full moon in Libra. And Venus will be conjunct Chiron uh, during this full moon. So this might be a time to engage in self-healing, self-reflection. Mars is also going to be conjunct the North Node in Gemini. Which brings in those Gemini themes of the people who are immediately around you. The people in your inner circle. So this might be a time while remaining safe because we're in a pandemic this might be a time to engage with community during this full moon naturally humans when the moon is full tend to um, crave connection with each other tend to crave coming into community during the full moon. And maybe you don't experience it that way. Sometimes people prefer to be like alone (laughs) during a full moon. My experience of the lunar cycle is that I'm much more inwardly focused during the new moon and I'm outwardly focused during the full moon. Maybe you work that way, maybe you don't. Everyone is a little bit different. But this full moon in Libra, because of Uh, Mars being conjunct the North Node in Gemini because of Libra being a Venus-ruled air sign, I really feel a pull towards connection and community during this full moon. So those are my reflections on the astrology of the end of March, and I'll check back in with you about what's happening in April and on the new moon in Aries. But until then... I would just encourage you to enjoy this beautiful spring weather, take care of yourself, take care of your environment, and please go outside and enjoy the fresh air. And in while we're on this theme of enjoying nature, on this topic of enjoying nature, I would encourage you to check out The episode that I released last week where I interviewed Heather Sanderson and we talked about how you can connect with a plant ally and as we were going into spring, I think that maybe, um, again, like I don't like to tell anyone what to do, but you might find benefit from cultivating a relationship with a plant ally, somebody that you find in your immediate environment maybe it's a tree in a park nearby or a dandelion that's growing outside of your house like um, check out the interview with Heather if that's something that sparks your interest and if not then I will just see you on the next episode Um, and again I'm super happy to be back after taking a little break from this podcast and there's so much that I'm really looking forward to share with you through this platform of Time Personified. So as always, I deeply appreciate your presence here. I love you. I thank you for being on this journey with me and take care of yourself.